Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad. This week we're joined, as always, by Pete Donaldson. I've ruined the intro. I've div- Why? I've- what happened, Pete? I've, well, I've stumbled I don't know. away. I, I, it was fine, wasn't it? It was absolutely fine. You, you, it was going you really well. well. It was going really it out well. the park. And then it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. Well, I'm I'm here. To be honest, Chris, <laughs> you uh, have started most podcasts recently um, without me being involved. And the and the problem is, every time you've sold me not being here, you've said that you've given me the day off or something. I was here, Chris. <laughs> I was ready to do a podcast, but you were airy fairy messing around. Sakurajima. I must see this volcano. I must fight with swords and Natsuki on a beach somewhere. I must do all of this stuff. <laughs> Honestly, outrageous, smirching in my good name. Well, I forgot the line, you're a top Japan enthusiast. Oh, is that right? That's the last piece of the introduction. It's very much like the family um, Polaroid in the film Back to the Future. My love of Japan (laughs) is, you know, it's dwindling. I can't get in, can't get in, I can't. You know, I'm I'm still watching as much Japanese J vlogging as I possibly can, but it's You're just poor man. It, there's a hole in my heart that I can't I can't fill anymore. I've, how many how many videos with three views of people in a fucking Japanese <laughs> um, capsule hotel? How many how many videos do I have to watch before I'm allowed to go in my own Japanese uh, capsule hotel? Outrageous. All of them, Pete. <laughs> it's been well. It's been like uh, I think four years since I did my capsule hotel video, and I've got to do a new one soon because oh, when yeah. you're desperate, when the chips are down, it's time <laughs> to go hotel. to a capsule hotel and get five million views for doing nothing <laughs> other than just sitting in a capsule hotel. It's one of yeah. those four or five guaranteed hit videos. You can do them over and over four or five times, and people will still watch them. <laughs> I don't get why. It's just a small box with a bed in it, but people love it, Pete. Why is it yeah. so popular? Um, because, uh, the coffin is where we'll all end up and (laughs) (laughs) this, this, it tells us a lot about, you know, whether you can deal with it, to be quite frank. We'll all end in our own, uh, Japanese capsule hotel, won't we? (laughs) That's been cremated. That's a really grim, really grim opening to the podcast. Yeah. Come here for, for being cheered up when I get to hear your voice. You know, like, you know, like with, with cremation though, like they put you in a box. And then they cremate you. It's like just cremate me straight because I don't need. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't want to be put in a. I don't because like when when you sort of spread 
ashes they go everywhere and it's like oh i threw it to the wind and and you know he's 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 everywhere he or she's everywhere and she's and they're you know they're in the wind and they they're, they're in their happy place <laughs> but before they went to their happy place they were in a box so i'm terribly restricted and then and then my ashes go free just burn me just chop me up into little pieces and throw me to the birds i do I'm, not give a shit i will gladly incinerate you pete don't you worry thanks mate sprinkle your Bless ashes you, over sucks. shibuya crossing where you deserve yes, to be please Throw throw a bucket of it in gas panic, then rockaholic, and then uh, and then and then and then eat uh, like put me in a little packet of coolish. Beautiful, <laughs> that's amazing. Do you reckon people have actually had their ashes scattered over Shibuya Crossing? It's definitely happened. Yeah, it? probably. Yeah, it's probably happened. I mean, it's it's. I mean, I guess with it with it, with Tokyo being quite obsessed with like anti terrorism measures, measures, you would look a bit sus if you're just throwing this weird substance all over the ground <laughs> at the world's busiest crossing. Wow, just to end up on some salaryman's foot. Oh God! What Do a you know grim somebody? way to start the show, <laughs> isn't it? Do you know somebody who's had their ashes thrown over Shibuya Crossing? Let us know at broadjapanpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, this week, guys, it's a fax machine special where we read out your questions, your stories, your comments. But before we dive headfirst into the fax machine, we've got a story from Michael Cannon. That's a cool name, Michael Cannon. Yeah. <laughs> he begins, Chris and Coolish Man, greetings, from Southern California. After listening to others write in about their experiences with Friendly Japan, I thought I would share some of mine. My teenage son and I were there during Typhoon Hagibis in October uh, October 4th, 2019. While travelling around, we were given apples. <laughs> While travelling around, we were given apples, oranges, and cantaloupe. And a, a very elderly man in Kyoto, he spoke no English, ran two blocks to get us to a bus stop. At that bus stop, an elderly woman gave my son an origami animal, uh, held cool. two seats for us on the bus, and proceeded to make more origami animals, which she gave him as we got off the bus. Uh, we were also invited to play a board game on a train and given two bottles of sake and one more of a, of a bottle of plum wine. All in all, it was the greatest <laughs> trip and a dream uh, and and dream we dream of venturing back to Japan as soon as I can. Michael Cannon. I love the way there's no context there. It sounds like he just <laughs> went through like a celebrity through the streets of Japan, given apples, oranges, cantaloupes, mm. origami animals. Animals, we don't know what animals they were. They were just origami <laughs> animals. Several uh, origami animals. Why do you think Michael Cannon and his teenage son were awarded so many gifts on their trip to Japan, Pete? Um, so that you come home and sort of uh, get everyone else excited about traveling to Japan, I would say. Look, these people <laughs> have an inert it. love for their country, and they have an inert love for um, the, <laughs> the, the 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 spectacular kind of um, uh, and loving uh, kind of uh, act, I suppose. And 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 these kind of things uh, make you think, oh, you know, all the Japanese people are really lovely, and and that is what Japanese pride is: good service, great times foamy beer <laughs> <laughs> and a cantaloupe i mean and a cantaloupe was this something i want maybe it was something to do with the typhoon did is it typhoon mm. related again there's a lack of context there it's kind of an open-ended <laughs> little bit of bit of detective work required for this one mm. yeah I, look, I i don't know I, I don't know like what happened in Typhoon Hagabus? You were there. What what happened? It was a bad typhoon. It was one of the worst yeah. typhoons in I think thirty or forty years, and it uh, right. devastated the country. I don't yeah. remember what I was doing at the time. Twenty nineteen. Uh, that was I think I was just sitting in a room. 
I think I avoided most of it because it didn't. It wasn't too bad in North Japan. Had your own, had your own cantaloupes. <laughs> <laughs> Cantaloupe. Uh, God. All right. Let's dive into the fax machine before we spend <laughs> any more time on this let's ridiculous draw, story. Let's draw a line under <laughs> this. The line is drawn. It's a story about the apples Good and the Lord. cantaloupes. The birds. The, o- <laughs> the only, <laughs> the only fruit I've ever been gifted in Japan are some cherries. When I went to a hot spring once, so I got out the hot spring. Mm. I was sitting there drinking some milk because that's what you do after you go in a hot spring in Japan. And a kind elderly man came over and said, Sakurambo, which is the Japanese word for cherry. He didn't pronounce it like a London gangster. <laughs> and he gave me some cherries. And I went, oh, arigato gozaimasu. And that was it. And I ate the cherries. Yeah. There you go. So you do get a lot of fruit. Was it Sakura Rambo or Sakurambo? Sakurambo. Sounds like Sakurambo. Yeah, it does a little bit. Sakurambo. 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 We've got one from Vela. The first question of the week. Over to you, Pete. Mm. Uh, Vela, love that name. Love it. I don't know what it is about your podcast. I do, you know, eight podcasts a week, and uh, this is the one I'm usually more ill-prepared for because uh, <laughs> it's in the morning. And, uh, yeah, yeah, all the names are just the, the, everybody has got a knockout name. And for a person who, like, doesn't have a middle name, it's actually quite inspirational. I I might adopt one of these as one of my You don't have name. a middle name? Peter Vella Donaldson. I'd take it. It's, you don't have a middle name? No, my parents are crazy. <gasps> <laughs> Hello and greetings from Finland. Love your podcast and I can't wait to see Journey Across Japan 3. Me too, actually, Vella. I've tried to ask for the rushes. I've tried to ask for it for him to mail me a lacy drive so I can see all of the outtakes, but he's having none no of chance. it. He's, he won't no let chance. me see it until he's edited it. I've got a question for you guys about time management and trying to be in control of your life in general. I've always had a hard time separating time for pleasure, work and rest and end up procrastinating everything. Uh, Vela, my heart goes out to you because that's exactly what I'm like. Uh, have you developed any useful useful tools or coping mechanisms dealing with such things, having experience working as your own boss? Chris, you strike me as someone who has managed fairly well to keep your personal life private from your public persona despite working in social media. Uh, how easy is it for you to separate your work and content from yourself and free time or do they end up jumbling together? How do you set one's own boundaries? Vela, some great questions. And for the modern YouTuber, could not be more important. Could not be more important. Right, Alan Partridge. I, uh, <laughs> I, there is no boundary. My life, my work yeah. is just one and the same. I, it's dread. I don't feel like I've had a holiday in since like 2019. Because yeah. even when I'm on holiday, I'm usually filming something. Like I was in a, I was in Kyoto with Connor Sea Dog VA the other day in a nice little townhouse, and we weren't going to film anything. But then I thought I've got to film this, yeah, because I'm a YouTuber and I didn't <laughs> enjoy it. Because I had to film it, um, but like in terms of uh, time management, I every day in the morning I write down a list of the ten things I got to do, and then I tick them off as I go, and that is how I succeed in everything I do. I tick things <laughs> off as I work my way through the list, and the trick is to get the easy tasks done first and out of the way, so you create some momentum as you tick down that list. And also when I'm editing, uh, because it's quite easy to get like to procrastinate when you edit and to just go off and look at something on youtube i tend to time every hour that i edit so i'll have like a a a piece of paper next to me and i'll write down like hour one hour two hour three and then i'll time it on my phone and then i feel like i'm racing against the clock and that kind of competitive aspect helps me edit and then at the end of each hour i'll write a little report uh, on what i edited um if i was a motivated good person none of this would be necessary but because i (laughs) get sidetracked watching funny videos of cats uh, I have to do it. I have to do it. Mm. 
but there's, there's I, no easy way I, around. I, I just, I just, I just say yes to everything that someone asks me to do, uh, <laughs> and then spend uh, all of my time feeling guilty that I've not done the thing that someone asked me to do, and um, forgetting things, uh, being a bit of a fuck up generally, and then getting everything done uh, about an hour before it's supposed to go in. So it, it, either either aspect, either technique is good. Write yourself a list, or just be an absolute imbecile. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i recommend writing that list though so you <laughs> don't end up being a slipshod presenter like pete on the everyone japan podcast um got one from jamie he says hi chris and pete really enjoyed the podcast and the channel uh, i was listening to your interview with dogan while you were talking about english teaching and what to do after teaching english i've been living in china for the last 15 years originally from the uk and also spent a few years teaching english and i could really relate to your experiences of teaching english after several years, I was able to transition into corporate training, and I now travel around China and Asia delivering leadership and soft skill training, and I really enjoy it. A part of my heart wishes I went to Japan instead, but I sense it would have been much harder to transition out of English teaching in Japan than the wild, opportunistic, ever-changing China. So I'm curious, for the people who have got out of teaching English in Japan, besides becoming YouTubers, what other things uh, have people gone on to do? All the best, Jamie. I I don't know. Maybe it's difficult. There's a problem in uh, Japan that they have all these great people come on the jet program and sort of become a part of the local community in uh, rural, far-flung, far-flung places. They make mm. friends. They become ingrained in the culture and the, the sort of local area. And then their career as a teacher on jet comes to an end and they're sort of like, you know, time to go now. Goodbye. And it's a real yeah. shame. I think it's a real problem that... Uh, you know, Japan is missing a treat by having these people come and uh, become a lo- part of the local area. Um, mm. But there are still opportunities. I know people working in IT. I know people working as recruitment consultants, interpreters in marketing. Uh, i got a guy in PR. They all do exist in Tokyo, most of those jobs. So bear that in mind. If you are wanting to do something that's not teaching Tokyo or Osaka, it's going to be one of those places probably. Mm. Um, but if you know Japanese, it does open a lot of doors. So I probably, probably is easier in China to switch away from teaching English. Um, I know a few friends that did it, but uh, it's not impossible in Japan. But obviously if you speak Japanese, that'll open a lot more doors um, than it would if you didn't. Mm. Any thoughts, Pete? What's the Japanese for door? Door. 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 Well, Dua. We, we, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> I put you on the spot with that, with that absolute oh. curveball. <laughs> door. <laughs> Uh, well, there you go. There you go. Um, no, I mean not not being uh, not being any of those things myself. I, I imagine like the, obviously the, the the Chinese kind of economy is kind of like built on uh, just people just doing whatever the hell they want, and then just sort of and then financially just sort of going, is that all right? <laughs> Seems <laughs> so. Uh, so there's probably a lot more kind of like free thinking outside of the realm of education uh, jobs, and and also like mm. there's a lot of jobs where. You know, they just need a, a, a white face in, in, in to make it to give it like that kind of so-called perceived yeah. prestige that, that a lot of uh, companies international flavour. Mm. Uh, but you mm. just don't necessarily see quite so much in Japan. I am the face of prestige. Let it be known. <laughs> Put me in anywhere, and your company will have a thirty exactly. percent increase in profits. I'd love right. to see your, your face being used on like a product, like you know when Homer Simpson gets uh, yeah, gets yeah, used yeah. on a product Mr. in Sparkle, Japan, Mister Sparkle. Uh, yeah, I think you, I think it'd be really funny if you, for some reason, because you've been in Japan for a little while, uh, your face gets used on some toilet I, tissue or something. <laughs> I, I feel I haven't been exploited 
to the full potential of Japanese companies. No. Yeah, I would love to be the exactly. face of something. Don't know what toilet roll. Probably something better than that. Um, Just something got- like really weird, like squash rackets. <laughs> squash rackets. <laughs> yeah, because you look been- a bit like an investment banker. <laughs> oh, I've I've been the voice of a tire company. I've did mm, the voice yeah. for commercials. Like our tires are thirty percent better than our competitors, and they're really good. <laughs> I can't remember what I said. It was something like that. I was Gold. told my voice did not have enough feeling, and I had to keep doing it. Oh, I'd be like our tires. It's what it started off like. Our tires are better than our competitors by thirty percent. <laughs> And by the end, oh, it was like, tires. our tires are fucking amazing. The best fucking tires you'll ever see. You're right. Put them on your car. You'll drive to the fucking moon, mate. <laughs> you should, be, you should be the voice of the tire company. <laughs> Absolutely. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. This week at Sukarnov. On the latest episode of Between the Lines with Melissa Reddy, Melissa speaks to footballer Lee Nicol, who in 2019 was hacked and had intimate footage leaked online. Lee opens up about the impact it had on her and how she came back from it. The first mental impact, it was sheer shock. It was panic attacks. It was shame. It was guilt. I think I felt every single sense of emotion. It felt a little bit like grief, as if I had lost someone but I hadn't lost someone. The only person that I think I'd lost was myself. Meanwhile, on the latest On the Continent on Football Ramble Presents, Dotton, Andy and Miguel Delaney unpack everything surrounding the Super League and how it has changed football forever. When you watch a Champions League game, when you watch, say, Manchester United in Champions League, 
Real Madrid of the Champions League. It's not just a match. It's that every single minute of the match is imbued with seven decades of history. The Super League, which would, has none of that. I was getting quite sad for that, that we were, we were going to lose this and have to face this monstrosity. All that and a whole lot more at Sikhanov. Uh, we got a message from uh, Lars. Hello, Lars. Um, let me tell you a story about the time I went to uh, Japan and uh, I want to visit you. I want to uh, share with you the artifact I brought home. Artifact. In early March 2020, I travelled to Tokyo for vacation. In hindsight, I probably should have stayed at home, but I thought the corona situation was stable at that moment and I didn't want to waste all that money I'd spent. My vacation was still amazing and I'm glad I finally got to visit Japan before the corona turned the entire world upside down. And I brought back an item that made my travel completely worth it. Before I left, I was shopping for souvenirs and and I got hold of a very small item, a 3D paper puzzle with some very funny English sentences written on it. I attach a picture of it. Uh, and here is the sentence uh, in question. <laughs> 3D paper puzzle is taking advantage of the goodness of the delicate laser machine. Please to breathe new life with your feeling. Wish you guys all the best, <laughs> Lars. Lovely. Lovely little paper puzzle. I love that yeah, sort just- of... That smug arrogance. The 3D paper puzzle is taking advantage of the goos- the goodness of the delicate laser <laughs> uh, machine. So I've got a lot of time for that. That's very enjoyable. Um, I, I mean, I, yeah, they're just really excited about the fact that they've used a laser to cut some wood out. <laughs> <laughs> Breathe new Fantastic. life with your feet. All the gear. No idea. Terrible. Beautiful, beautiful. We've got one here from Max. He says, hello, gentlemen. This story is from a friend of mine told with his permission. In 2013, he was somewhere in the realm of 350 pounds. And at five foot six inches, he was a truly fat fellow. <laughs> a truly <laughs> a fat fellow. Oh. Enjoyable. Nonetheless, Enjoyable. nonetheless, he visited Japan. I love my, nonetheless, he visited. Uh, <laughs> God. Well, and, big during, fat legs. and during his visit, he went to Universal Studios uh, in Osaka. While near the back of the line for the roller coaster, he was approached by park staff and directed towards the front of the line. The poor fool thought he was being given some kind of VIP treatment, but this was not the case. He was being taken to the front of the line where a way station was. Uh, He was instructed to stand on it. And when his full weight in kilograms came up on the bright screen for all to see, he was told he was simply too heavy to go on the ride. Remember, this was in front of literally dozens of skinny young Japanese people, all of whom watched watched him uh, as he was rejected and walked walked away slowly. Uh, this, I think, is the true definition of horror, and as and it's the reason I am admittedly a heavy man, and uh, it's the reason I will never attempt to ride a roller coaster in Japan. Thank you for the podcast, gentlemen. Sincerely, Max. Oh dear, that's sad, oh, isn't it? That that is sad, and um, I, I mean, I guess there's there's rules and regulations behind it, but I mean, what's three hundred fifty pounds? Twenty five, twenty five stone. I mean, it's not ideal, I but I mean. That? Sumo wrestlers are probably bigger, aren't they? They're certainly taller. So yeah, well, I don't I think sumo wrestlers can go on the, the bloody rides at Universal Why Studios. Not? Why not? <laughs> you never seen a sumo wrestler on a roller coaster? I bet there's a picture of a sumo wrestler <laughs> on a roller coaster, and I bet I could find one in about five seconds, matey. <laughs> I will I want to put that to the, Wow, 158 kilograms, this chap. So, I mean, that is quite a lot, especially if you're five foot six. That's... Uh, mm. That's a pretty high BMI. That's over 30. Uh, like that man who got the uh, COVID jab because they thought he was um, two yes. inches tall. <laughs> yes, the two-inch man because it was a screw-up. Um, I mean, I've got on roller coasters and while it's been a bit of a struggle sometimes to put the bloody, bring it down over my head as well. And I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm 85 kilograms. Mm. So it's a bit worrying. So, yeah, I mean, that's something to consider. 
I bet he mm. felt really disappointed though. Like when the staff came and saw him in the queue and he was like, and they were like, come with us. He probably thought, yes, being a foreigner in Japan has paid off. And then they were like, <laughs> get on the scales, mate. And he was like, ah, oh, crap. But I yeah, feel well. sorry for him. That's, that's sad. But, There's uh, other things to do in the park. There's the rubber dinghy rapids. I'm sure you get one of them. All good. The rubber no dinghy problems. rapids. I don't know. What's a Universal Studios? I've never been. I've got Mario <laughs> Land. Mario Land, Pete. Mario yes. Land. That looks very small. It doesn't look like... Um, there would be so many people trying to get in, but it looks very, very uh, diminutive in, 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 in space. Diminutive in space. Well, there was a story this week at Universal Studios. Because Osaka's got loads of coronavirus cases, They uh, mm. the local authorities said... They could keep the park open, but they weren't allowed any people. So it was like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> just shut the park. Cool. So yeah. the USJ were like, what does that mean? Can we have, can people come? And they were like, no. But you can keep the park open. It's like brilliant. Yeah. They would, I mean, then <laughs> when is it going to hit um, sort of terminal velocity where, you know, people who are, the whole their whole kind of thing is based around international travel. Um, they're just going to turn around the government and go, sort your fucking shit out because this is a joke let people in this is insane absolutely <laughs> absolutely one from uh, lucas got one from lucas hello lucas um hi this is lucas from bavaria i've recently picked up learning japanese as i might get the chance to go there for a few months next year my goal is to be able to order at a restaurant and or start a simple conversation without needing to be afraid i might get shouted at for not understanding the language <laughs> um i don't really want to learn kanji as it seems not worth it if i don't want to live there permanently now to my question slash discussion topic. It is the year 2050. YouTubers have take over, taken over Japan. They have appointed Christopher Broad, the Prime Minister of Japan. If you yes. could, would you abolish the use of kanji once and for all? Or if you do it, what would what other writing system would you appoint? Hiragana only? Romaji only? Or would you use your uh, unlimited power to install a system entirely based on pictures of me, Pete Donaldson? Uh, my very infor- uninformed opinion that is that language should be accessible and that kanji are, by all means, as unaccessible as it gets many greetings thanks to the human japanese uh, recommendation it is amazing lucas <laughs> i would use natsuki as the foundation of a brand new language right don't okay. really know nice. how just just yeah. images of him smoking in different ways <laughs> would be the la- would be the writing system I'd use the little characters in Duolingo that sort of uh, make oh, you God. feel guilty about the little fucking parrot or whatever it is. Get fucked. Little fucking parrot. You made you made me sad. You made Duolingo sad. He's got to <laughs> learn Japanese by himself. Well, I only had a look at it because I wanted to see what it was like, and I didn't rate it. Up your bum. <laughs> I haven't used uh, Duolingo, Duolingo in years. Duolingo. <laughs> yeah, there goes that sponsor out the window. Another sponsor destroyed <laughs> before the end of the episode. <laughs> Wankers. Oh, man. But... <laughs> We get a lot of listeners who like Duolingo, and um, I haven't right. used it in years. I remember I used it to learn French, and I felt really clever. I did it for like a week, right. and I mastered how to say like three Masters. sentences in French. French. I just, I, I, I think, I think, look, I, I just got the wrong end of the stick. I think with Japanese Duolingo, I dipped a toe a few little while ago, and um, they seem to sort of introduce words that you've not learnt before, and just expect you to sort of absorb that. And to be honest, it does kind of work, but you do sort of go like. Why are you teaching? I've not learned this word. So why can you just, why are you suddenly starting to use this word that I've not been told about before? It, uh, maybe that's how they do it. They just introduce it and you, and you kind of do it. We're doing it over and over again, but it's, I just, mm. it struck me as being a little bit strange, but that, that, that said, and then again, I am incredibly, uh, weak willed <laughs> and incredibly Absolutely. lazy. Absolutely. I think I, I, I've, I 
every day I get about 57 messages from people around the world saying, can I use Duolingo to learn Japanese? And the mm. answer is no. It's more of a game for fun. Like it is, you know, it's, it is a good app. I do like Duolingo, but you're not going to do Duolingo for a week, come over to Japan and be able to have a conversation or do anything of real tangible value. So mm. bear that in mind. Great app though, a lot of fun. If you want to learn something, human Japanese, which I definitely prefer. What are you going to say? You look like you're going to say something profound there. No. <laughs> Rearing it? his head over the microphone. I'm chewing, I'm chewing on a I'm chewing on a roll plug I found on my desk. That's what. I'm, that's like all I'm dog. bringing to this to this like Wednesday show. Oh dear. <laughs> I, no, I wouldn't. And on the subject of uh, replacing kanji characters, no, I'd keep it. I do like kanji, even if it's a fucking nightmare to learn two thousand two hundred characters. Once you've learned them, it is kind of fun to look at a character and suddenly know the meaning. Like you look at the character mm. for dog. And you can read, you know, it's just dog or water. It's just dog. It's just, it's just Guys, dog. It's just I'm thinking dog because I'm watching you chew on some plastic. It's not helping. <laughs> it's a disgrace. Plastic. A disgrace, quite frankly. Uh, um, oh dear. That is all for this week, though, ladies and gentlemen. We're cutting it short. I can no longer stare at Pete eating some plastic. Yeah. Any final Second. thoughts? Any final thoughts, Pete? Uh, look before, after yourself. I kill you. One another. Before I cremate Get you. your vaccines. Get your vaccines and uh, stay in school. Ta-da. Excellent. I'm going to cremate you very soon. Maybe should be across. you're going to cremate me, keep you rotter. <laughs> keep the stories, questions, comments coming in. Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back to do it all over again on Sunday. Yes. Sunday. Yes. Correct. True. I know the schedule. <laughs> see you then, guys, for now. Enjoy the rest of the week. Have a good one. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.